Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. Glory to God. As we know, God wants us to continue to preach and emphasize the importance of faithfulness. The importance of what? The importance of what? Faithfulness. The reason being is because we've been, you know, we've been confessing and confessing, amen, glory to God, that it's still God's plan for us to flourish this year. Come on, it's still God's plan for us to flourish this year. Amen. And in the times we're living in, we say, we've been saying this time and time again, it's never been more important for us to flourish in every area of our lives. And by faith, I believe we got it. By faith, I believe we got it. So the Bible tells us here in Proverbs 28, 20, a faithful man shall bound what? With blessings. But he that make a face to be rich shall not be innocent. He's saying that a man that is what? Faithful to the things of God should do what? Abound in what? Come on, abound in what? Come on, say that's me. Amen. And let's go over the prophecy once again for 2018. Glory to God. Where it talks about these are indeed the days of greater glory, saith the Lord. I will cause it to manifest to all who have remained faithful to me. And faithful to my word. And I will cause them to flourish. Somebody say that's me. And to abound as I have promised in my word. He says I will honor their loyalty to me. Enabling them to overcome every attack of the evil one. And I will bring them into the greatest breakthroughs that they have experienced thus far. He said rest assured that I am working on their behalf even now. And they shall triumph and be victorious, and all shall see that I am still the God of the breakthrough, and I'm still the God who, what, keeps covenant. So he said, lift up your hands, lift up your voices, and praise your God. Come on, the God that unlike any other God, the God who blesses all who will remain faithful and loyal to him, saith the Lord. And we know 2018s is what? Days of glory, days of flourishing, and days of abounding. So turn your Bibles once again to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. The book of Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. We read this time and time again in one of our scripture texts. It says, arise and what? Shine. For thy light is come. Somebody say, my light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse 2, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall she up seen upon me. You know, I put that in there. Y'all didn't catch on. Some of y'all caught on, you know. So see it upon what? Me. So he's telling us the world is getting what? Darker and darker, but the church is getting what? Brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter, and we're going higher and higher, going from glory to glory and from faith to faith. Come on, say that's me. That's me. So once again, go to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Let's go over some things we went over last week. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. 
He says here in verse 12, beloved, any beloved in here? Come in, any beloved in here? Once again, he says, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to what? Try Try you as though some strange things happen to you. He didn't say which which might try you. He said, which is what? Which is to try you as though some strange things happen to you. But he says in verse 13, what's he tell you to do? But what? Rejoice. Rejoice when? When the fiery trials come to what? Try you. And once again, most Christians do not do that. Why? Because they don't know what's coming. Let me say it again. They don't know what's coming. See, they're focusing on the trial and they're focusing on the wrong thing. Somebody said they're focusing on the wrong thing. No, once again, I'm not saying pretend it's not there. But don't focus on the trial. Don't be consumed with the trial. Amen? Why? Because you have what you give attention to. Are you listening to me out here? So you focus on what's coming behind the trial. Once again, you focus on what's coming what? Behind the trial. And see, God has always been a step ahead of the devil. And God always has a plan of escape for you. Oh, come on, are you with me out here? Why? See, he he already has a plan. He already has a plan to bless you. He already has a plan to restore you. Come on, no matter what the devil does, God already has a plan in motion and is going to cause you to be blessed and be restored and to prosper. Somebody say, God already had a plan. Come tell your neighbor, God already has a plan for you. If you don't quit, if you don't give up in the midst of the child, And see, most Christians don't even see that part because why? They don't last very long. Christians are quick to give up. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. They're quick to get into despair. They're quick to get depressed. Oppressed. Come on. Say amen, somebody. They're quick to look around, go around looking sad, mad, and discouraged. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Look at verse 13 again. Why? Because they don't see behind the trial. They don't see behind the trial. Listen, if you can't see behind the trial, you're going to stay depressed, folks. You're going to stay discouraged. You're going to stay disappointed. And guess what? You ain't coming out of that. Because if you can't see beyond it, you ain't coming out. As long as the devil can keep you from seeing behind it, you're going to stay in it. Let me say it again. As long as the devil keeps you, keeps you from seeing behind it, you're going to stay in it. And you can't blame nobody but yourself. Oh, come on, you with me out here. So he says once again, but what? Rejoice in as much as you are what? Partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed. Why? Because on the other side of every trial, if you are outlasted, his glory shall be revealed, but as if you, what? Outlasted. Amen. And what is the glory? It's the manifested what? 
presence. It's a manifested what? Power. And it's the what? The manifested goodness of God. If you will stand your ground, then his presence, then his power, and his goodness will show up. That means you will win in this situation. But you got to stand your ground. But you got to stand your ground. Tell your neighbor, you got to stand your ground. You win so that what? So that you may be glad also with what? Exceeding joy. Look at verse 14. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, sad are you. Took you a while to catch on. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, what? What? Mad are you. Shaking your finger at you. Come on. Discouraged are you. Red in the face are you. I'm going to get with them are you. <laughs> I said, what? Happy are you. You know, we've been talking about, he said, if you have adversity, be a good cheer. If you have a test, rejoice. If you're spoken badly about, be happy. Somebody say, be happy. Somebody say, be happy. Because how many people have talked about you? How many people have talked about you? Now, what no, no. would you do when they talked about you? No, what'd you do? Don't tell the truth. Don't be, don't be talking. I said, tell the truth. What'd you do when they talked about you? Was you happy? Was you happy? Happy. Come out. Was you happy? Tell the truth. Come on, tell the truth. Come on. You have some choice words. It may, have, it may have came out a few days later, but in your mind, it was going on right then and there. <laughs> you just didn't let it come out your mouth. Amen? But you wasn't happy. Come on. Think about that. I wasn't happy, and I probably read this scripture before, so I was out of the will of God. Even though I'm a Christian. Even though I was probably two seconds later saying, hallelujah, glory to God. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Because he said what? If you be reproached for the name of Christ, if you were spoken badly about, be what? Be what? Be what? So when somebody cusses you out, When somebody calls you every name in the book, some of y'all ain't saying nothing. Okay, all right, amen. Once again, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the what? Because you know this, the spirit of glory and of God, what? Rest is upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he is what? Glorified. Some might say the spirit of glory. Rest upon me. Come on, say the spirit of glory. Rest upon me. So we know that word rest means to abide. It means to remain upon. 
It means to be supported by. Are you with me out here? The spirit of glory, when you're going through a trial, he says, it's what? Resting upon me. That's why I can be. The spirit of the Lord is what? When I'm going through a trial, it's what? He's what? Resting upon me. That's why I can be. Because he is the spirit of happy, you know. He's the spirit of joy. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. And that also means potentially the manifested presence is there. His power is there. His goodness is there. It's, and it's, a, it's about to be revealed even stronger because why? I'm happy. I'm happy. You ain't happy, Anthony. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Why? Because the spirit of glory is resting on me. Think about that. The spirit of glory, his manifested presence, his manifested power, his manifested goodness is doing what? Look, if you don't see this, you ain't going to get it. It's what? Are these just words that you're just saying? Well, what is it? I, it's what? What's resting upon me? What's resting upon me? Which is what? You said it too fast. <laughs> if you say, that means you ain't getting it. Why? Because you're not allowing to soak into your spirit. The manifested presence is on, the rest is on me. The manifested power rests upon me. The manifested goodness rests upon me. See, if I just zip through that, I'm just saying it like I'm reading a book. Come on, I got to get this thing in me so I know when I'm going through a trial and this person cusses me out. I got to know this glory is on me. His presence is on me. And where his, when his presence is on me, guess what? I mean, love is on me, so I'm going to walk in with a seemingly unlovable person. Come on, are you with me out here? Amen? So the spirit of glory is what? Resting what? Upon me. And he's ready to back you up. He's ready to support you if you what? If you will stand your ground. Somebody say stand my ground. And we know the word spirit means a divine influence, and we talked about that. The spirit of glory is a what? Divine what? Divine what? Influence. The word divine influence denotes a power that is in operation, but it's invisible. However, you can see the effects of it. Come on, say amen, somebody. And we talked about that, how it relates to the wind. Amen. You see the effects of the wind, but you don't actually see the what? Wind. And see, we have what? We have divine influences. And we also have demonic influences. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Well, it says here, the spirit of glory is what? Resting upon you. And he said, it's on you right now. He said, it's on you right now. Say, it's on me right now. Come on, say, it's on me right now. And what's it want to do? It wants to influence you to make a winner out of you every, in every area of your life. That's why he's upon you.
to make you what? A winner. Somebody say, I'm a winner. Especially when you're going through a trial. Amen? Look at verse 14 again. Once again, he said, if you, are, if you be reproached by the name of Christ, happy are you for the spirit of glory and of God rested upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is what? Glorify. But notice he talks about when you're going through these trials, don't think it strange. Rejoice and be happy. When you're going through a trial, don't think it strange. Rejoice and be and be you remember that song back in the day? Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. The reason you can rejoice and be happy because why? You know you're not alone, folks. Come on, say I'm not alone. What happens? I know I'm not alone because I have what? The spirit of glory resting what? Upon me. And he's influencing me to what? To win in every area of my life. And he's here to what? To support me. Come on, say amen, somebody. He's here to do what? He's here to cause the manifestation of God's presence to be on me. The manifestation of his what? Power to be on me. The manifestation of his what? Goodness to be where? Upon me and in my life, folks. Come on, say he's here. Come on, say he's here. In other words, listen, there's something more powerful than anything that I will ever go through. On me. Somebody say it's on me. Come on, say it's on me. If I refuse to give up. Because if I refuse to give up, guess what? It will manifest in the form of God's what? Presence, power, and what? Goodness, and it'll get us over every time in life. Come on, say, I can't lose. Once again, if you ever get to the place where you're fully aware of what's resting on you, that's why I've been trying to get you to say it slowly. If you ever get to the place where you're fully aware of what's resting on you, that he's resting on you, then your days of losing are over, folks. Come on, are you with me out here? But you got to get to that place where you're fully aware of him. Come on, are you with me out there? See, what would happen? You would, would, you, you would become extremely confident that it's just a matter of time that when God's enough, it's just a matter of time what? When God's presence is going to show up. It's just a matter of time that his power is going to show up. Come on, say amen, somebody. It's just a matter of time that his goodness will show up on your behalf and deliver you and cause you to be victorious in every attack of the enemy. Somebody say every attack. So that's why Peter says here, rejoice. Be happy when you come under attack, folks. Rejoice and be what? Happy when you're facing testing trials. Don't focus on the tests. Don't focus on the trial, folks. Focus on what the spirit of the glory can do in your behalf. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Go to Psalms chapter 8, verse 3. Focus on the, do, do not focus on the tests and trials. 
Say, neighbor, don't focus on the test and trial. Focus on what the spirit of glory can do. What can he do? He can bring the manifested presence of God. He can bring the manifested power of God. He can bring the manifested goodness of God. Psalms 8.3. See, God never intended for you to be lorded over by a spiritual outlaw called Satan. Let me say it again. God never intended for you to be lorded over by a spiritual outlaw called Satan. That was never God's plan. Tell your neighbor, that was never God's plan. Look what God says in Psalms 8.3. We know this, and we probably read it before. He says, when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers... The moon and the stars, which thou hast what? Ordained. He says, what is man that thou art what? Mindful of him, and the son of man that what? Visited him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the what? Angels, or L-O-M, and hast crowned him with what? Crowned him with what? Glory and honor. Understand this, when God created man, he made Adam a little lower than himself because that word angels is not angels as far as it created beings. It's talking about Elohim himself. Amen. So God made him, when God created Adam, he made Adam a little lower than himself. Somebody say lower than himself. Because the Bible tells us we were made in his what? Likeness and his what? Image. And see, Adam was what? Adam was to be God's under ruler over the earth. He gave Adam dominion. He gave Adam authority over every living thing on the face of the earth. It says in the next verse, thou made of him to have what? Dominion over what? Over the works of thy what? Hands that has put how many things under his feet? How many things? All things under his feet. He never intended for Adam to be lorded over by a spiritual outlaw, folks. Adam was, 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 Adam was to be Lord, not to be lorded over. He was God's what? He was God's under ruler. Let me say it again. He was God's what? Under ruler. Verse 5 says God did what? Crowned him with glory and honor. God crowned this man with what? Glory and honor. In other words, he, he distinguished him. By placing the spirit of glory on him and honor. And understand this. That remained on him until he sinned. Let me say it again. That remained on him until he what? Sinned. And when he sinned, everything changed, folks. That's the reason the apostle says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, where it says, for all have sinned and come what? Short of the what? Glory of God. See, after Adam sinned, then everyone after him had a sin nature. Because why? Because of Adam's transgression. Come on, are you with me out here? And what happened? That crown of glory was no longer on his head. He no longer had access to the presence. He no longer had access to the power. He no longer had access to the goodness of God like he once did. Come on, are you with me out here? Now think about this. Can you imagine one day you have access to God's presence? 
One day you have access to God's power. One day you have access to God's goodness, and then the next day it's gone. Could you imagine how that could have felt, folks? Somebody say, but God. But God being a loving God was not going to tolerate this because why? He created man to enjoy his goodness. So God wasn't going to tolerate it. Tell your neighbor, God wasn't going to tolerate it. So God had a plan. He had a good plan in a mystery, folks. What did he do? He intended to get it back. He intended to, re- he intended to restore mankind to his original state. With that what? With that crown of glory on his head. Dominion, authority, and he would be lorded, not he would be lord, not be lorded over. That was God's intention. Come on, are you with me out here? Now, in God's loving kindness, what did he do? He established a covenant with a man by the name of Abram. And which he later changed his name to what? Abraham. Amen. And he provided through that covenant an umbrella of protection, but it was limited. Somebody say limited. It was God's way of being able to bless man again, but in a limited way. Somebody say limited way. It was God's way to be able to pour his goodness on man again, but it was in a, but it was in a limited way. Matter of fact, go to Joel chapter 2 verse 23. Joel chapter 2 verse 23. Joel chapter 2 verse 23 says, For be glad, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. And here's the key. For he has given you the former rain, what? Somebody say moderately. He's given you the former rain moderately. The word moderately would mean it wasn't at full strength. That makes sense to anybody? The word moderately means it wasn't at what? At full strength. See, they experienced his glory. They experienced his presence. They have experienced his power and his goodness, but they, was, they only experienced it moderately. Somebody say moderately. moderately. Look at Ephesians 5.27. Because he says, they experienced it moderately, but he said, when it comes to us, Ephesians 5.27, he said he's going to present it to himself. He's going to present us as a glorious church. What's it say here? That he may present it to himself a what? Glorious, somebody say, that's us. Having not spot or rank or any such thing, but that it should be what? Holy and without blemish. He says, we're going to be a what? A glorious church. We'll go back to Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9 says, the glory of this what? The glory of this what? Latter house should be what? Greater than the former, save who? The Lord of hosts. In other words, there'll be no restrictions for us. Come on, there'll be no confinements for us. I'm talking about unlimited folks. Why? That's where we're headed. We're going higher and higher. We're going higher and higher. So when Adam sinned, once again, Romans 3.23 says, man fell short of the what? 
Romans 3.23, men fell short of the what? Of the glory. Because once again it says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory. Falling what? Short of the glory. Falling what? Short of the glory. The phrase means something was lacking. It means something was deficient. That means something proved to be inadequate. Are you with me out here? So he didn't have access to what he had once had access to. And it wasn't until God made covenant with Abraham that he provided an avenue where once again he could bless man. Come on, are you following me out here? Now, he could once again, listen, he could now once again do what? Demonstrate his what? Goodness and favor to man. But once again, it was only still in a what? Limited way. Somebody say limited way. But because, because why? Because if the covenant, think about it, if the covenant with Abram had been sufficient, there would have been no need to bring Jesus into the earth and let him die on a cross. So it had limitations. Come on, say it had limitations. Even though it worked good, but it had what? But it had what? Limitation. Now notice through the redemption work of Jesus at Calvary, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, Come on, notice through the redemptive work of Jesus at Calvary, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21. What's it say here? For he has made him to be what? Sin for us who what? Knew no sin that we might what? Be made to what? Righteousness of God where? And him, meaning we would once again have right standing with God. We would be able to what? We would be able to stand in his presence as though we have never sinned. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. See, you have right standing with God. You have right what? Standing with God. Come on. That's a great blessing, folks. It's a blessing to know that I can approach the throne of God boldly and ask anything I want. Somebody say anything. anything. It's a great blessing to know God is on my side, folks. See, God is not against you. Come on, if God be for you, who can be what? Against you. And that no, it's, listen, it's, it's a blessing to know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's, listen, it's a blessing to know that triumph is my heritage and I'm a, and I'm a servant of the Lord, folks. But once again, that didn't take place until Jesus was willing to give his life and die on that cross, folks. And the moment he was raised from the dead, the moment he was raised from the dead and heaven was satisfied that the price had been paid and that man has been restored, what God do? Then God placed that crown of glory on your head. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. The crown of glory is back on you, folks. The crown of glory is back on you. And along with it, the spirit of glory is resting on you. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, God made that happen when? Through the work of Calvary. The work of Jesus at what? Calvary. So that crown of glory has been restored and returned. Now, now go to 2 Corinthians 2.14. 
So the crown of glory has been what? Restored and returned. Now 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be unto God. Because what? Which always what? Causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us and what? In every place. When you begin to lean upon and expect the spirit of glory to show up, then you'll never ever again think in terms of failure and defeat. Let me say it again. When you begin to lean upon and expect the spirit of your glory to show up, then you'll never ever again begin to think in terms of failure and defeat. Why? Because divine influence is resting upon you. Let that soak in for a second. Divine influence is resting upon you. What? Come on, what? See, I know I'm going to make it. Why? Because divine influence is resting. I know I'm going to make it. Why? It's what? See, I don't know about you. I've been through some trials. And I've been through some sub-challenges, and I know too much is, and I understand too much is given, much is required. So I'm here to tell you, come on, say amen, somebody. See, I go through challenges you never go through. Because you don't have the same requirements as I do. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. So if I can make it, you can make it. Let me say it again. If I can make it, that means you can make it. But understand this. You're not going to make it just because I made it. See, you're going to make it because why? You operate in the same revelations that has also been made available to you. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. So if you're going through a test and trial right now, knowing that the spirit of glory is on you, I think you just should just go ahead. And rejoice and be happy right now. Hallelujah. I think you should just, okay, I I say a couple of y'all rejoicing and got happy, man. Most of y'all just sitting there like, once again, you got it, Krigger. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 We're going to give y'all another chance later on. Because evidently, revelation ain't came yet. Amen. The light ain't went off yet. Because the light went off, you be running around here. Especially if you know you're going through some stuff. Especially if you know you're going through a trust or trial. Especially if you know you're dealing with some things, some big issues right now. I don't know how you could just stand there and sit there and, and just say, Hallelujah. In other words, you're not tired yet. See, a lot of times people are enjoying it because they, they ain't tired. See, it gets to a point, 
Just like if somebody keep bugging you, keep bugging you, bugging you, and 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 bugging you, you get to the point, what do you do, Chanel? You know. <laughs> he ain't about my, my, my altar call right here, you know. <laughs> you go off. Come on, you leave me alone. Some people ain't tired yet. Because if he already told you what to do, if you're going through a trial, if you're going through a test, and you sit there and you will do one of these numbers, hallelujah, glory to God. What do you think the devil is doing? Is he convinced that you got it? He's not convinced because you're not convinced. Okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's keep on going. Amen. Psalm 2713. You have another opportunity. We'll see if the devil going to keep in your seat or you're going to get up and say, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. Enough is enough. David once said in Psalm 2713, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, he's saying, if I didn't know that the goodness of God was on the other side of this test, I would have given up. See, that's your motivation, folks. That's your motivation. That on the other side of every test, the goodness of God is waiting to be manifested. It's waiting to be revealed, folks. That should motivate you. Turn neighbor, that should motivate you. That keeps you going. And we should be encouraging each other. We should be saying, we're going to make it. Don't give up. We're almost there. I see the glory on the other side. And I see the spirit of glory resting, what? Upon you divinely influencing you in every area on your life if you just keep on standing and refuse to give up. Somebody say, I refuse to give up. Let me read the message translation in Psalms 27, 13. Look what it says here. I am sure now, I am sure now, this is a person that knows. This is a person that sees behind the trial. This is a person that sees behind their tribulation. This is a person that sees behind the trouble they're going through. They say, I am sure now that I'm sure I'll what? I'll see God's goodness. I'm sure I'm going to see. I don't care what I'm going through. I'm sure I'm going to see God's goodness. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the bills say. I don't care what the man say. I don't care what my boss say. I'm sure I will see God. I'm sure about this now. Are you listening to me out there? But notice what it says here. In the exuberant earth, verse 14 says, stay with God. He said, take heart. Don't quit. 
I say it again. He says what? I'll stay with God. Let me ask you a question. Think about this. What do you suppose was waiting for you on the other side of the last test you gave up in? What do you think was gave up? See, that motivates you, folks, just to keep on standing. Well, how long do I have to stand, Pastor? Until you win. How long does it take to win, Pastor? Until you don't have to stand anymore. Why? This is what we do. Tell your neighbor, this is what we do. Come on. This is what we do. Come on, tell somebody. This is what we do. What do we do? We stand. And when it doesn't look, listen, when it doesn't seem like it's working, we keep on standing. When it doesn't look like it's getting, listen, when it looks like it's getting worse, we keep on what? Standing. Why? Because we know that the spirit of glory, what? Rests upon us. And on the other side of this trial, glory is going to be revealed. And once again, the glory is not only the manifested presence of God and the manifested power of God, it's the manifested goodness of God, folks. And when you talk about the goodness of God, folks, you can't leave off blessings and prosperity. Why? Because that's the goodness of God in manifestation. The blessing of God and the what? Prosperity. Somebody said the blessing of God and prosperity. God wants you blessed. God wants you prosperous. Come on, are you with me out here? Look at Samuel chapter, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 28. Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 28. Are you there yet? He said, and now, O Lord God, thou art that God, and thy words be what? True. And thou hast what? Thou hast what? Promised this what? Goodness unto thy servant. He said, he said, listen, God, you promised goodness to me. You promised it, Lord. You promised goodness to me. We'll go to 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 66. He said, you promised goodness to me. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 66. It says, on the eighth day he sent the people away, and they blessed the king, and went unto their tents, what? Joyful and what? Glad of a heart. Why? For all the what? Goodness that the Lord had done for David his servant and for what? Israel his people. Notice God promised goodness. 
And here the people are praising him because why? They saw the goodness manifest. Let me say it again. Come on. God did what? He promised goodness and they're praising him because why? Because they saw his goodness what? Manifest. He promised it. And guess what? And here he shows his fulfillment. He fulfilled his what? He fulfilled his what? Why? Because God is not a man that he should lie. Come on, if you grasp that, God's not a man that he should lie. God's not a man that he should lie. He promised goodness. And matter of fact, Matthew 5, 18. Jesus said, to heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or tittle shall no wise pass from this law or the word of God, till it all be what? Till it all be what? So in other words, God's going to fulfill his promise. Maybe not in your life because y'all ain't get excited enough, but God's going to fulfill his life, his, his promise in my life. Come on, are you with me out there? We look at 1 Peter 2, 124. 1 Peter 1:24. He says, for all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withered, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endure for how long? For how long? So whatever word that I receive for this year, it's going to endure. It's not going away. Somebody say it's not going away. Listen, if God has promised us goodness, if God has promised us goodness, if God has promised us goodness, then there's coming a day that we too will go to our tents and our houses and rejoice and thank God for all the goodness that we've seen in our lives. It's coming a day. Because we're going to see it. And we just, we listen, we need to just get caught up in the goodness of God. Come on, say, I'm caught up. Come on, say, I'm caught up. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 41. 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 41. 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 41. He says, Now therefore arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou in the ark of thy strength, let thy, pray, let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. And let thy saints do what? Rejoice in goodness. Come on, this is something you can pray, you know. Come on, you can pray, arise, O God. And let me rejoice in your goodness. And here's another declaration we should continue to make. Go to Psalms 23, 6 again. This is something you should say every day. Somebody say every day. Psalm 23, 6. We know it. Surely what? Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You should wake up with this in your mouth. You should go to bed with this in your mouth all through the day. You should say goodness and mercy. You follow me? You hear it? Come on. All the days of my what? Life. Get up confessing this every day, folks. 
What? That the goodness of God not only follows me, but it pursues me. It chases me down. Come on, say amen. Come on, it hunts me every day. Why? Good things are coming to pass today. Good things are going to take place in my life today. Are you with me out here? Somebody say good things are coming to pass. Somebody good things are taking place in my life right now. So why don't you go ahead and give God praise in advance? Come on, give him praise in advance like you expect him to do some great things like pay off your house, like pay off your car. Come on, we'll praise him in advance. See, you praise him in advance if you really expect it. Or do you hear what I said? You praise him in advance if you really expect it. God can pay off your house, folks. God can pay off your car, folks. And if you don't believe that, that means you're not expecting enough. Let me say it again. If you don't believe that, that means you're not expecting enough. Listen to me closely. Don't let your disappointments rob you of your victories down the road. Let me say it again. Don't let your disappointments rob you of your victories down the road. Keep your expectancy always up. Come on, you with me out there. Do what? Keep your expectancies always up. Come on now. The spirit of glory is what? On you. Somebody say it's on me. Come on, say it's on me. Come on, it's resting on me. So begin to expect. Begin to expect manifestations of his presence. Begin to expect manifestations of his power. Begin to expect manifestations of his goodness like you never experienced before. Begin to expect it. Somebody say, I expect it. Come on, say, I expect it. Come on, say, I expect it. We read earlier in this series that his goodness is laid up for them that fear him. One translation says it's in reserve. It's in reserve. It's in reserve. It's like hidden treasure. Come on, say amen, somebody. That means, listen to me now, that means we haven't even seen all the goodness of God that he intends for us to see. See, I've seen a lot, but praise God. He's saying, I haven't seen anything yet because there's so much more to come. Somebody said there's so much more to come. Why, folks? Listen here. We have entered into a new dimension, folks. We have entered into a new realm. Somebody say new realm. Why? These are days of glory. These are days of flourishing. And these are days of abounding. We're in a new dimension, folks. Turn to Isaiah 63, 7 quickly. Isaiah 63, 7. Isaiah 63, 7 says, I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord. I will what? I will what? 
I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has what? Bestowed on us and the great goodness towards the house of Israel which he has bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. Notice he says, I'm going to be talking about it all the time. I'm going to be talking about it all the time. I'm going to be talking about the goodness of God that he has what? Bestowed upon me. And I'm going to be talking about the goodness of God that will be bestowed upon me. Why? Because I not only live in the now, but I also live in the future as well. Amen? And my future is bright. My future is bright. Come on, Isaiah. We just read Isaiah 60 starting off. Said, he said, my future is bright. I'm getting brighter, folks. Come on, shout my future is bright. Come on, shout like you mean it. My future is bright. So the question is, what do you see coming? What do you see happening, folks? Come on, you're part of the church, aren't you? Well, we've been reading God has good things in store for you. God has what? God has what? Good things in store for you. Now, once again, that doesn't mean we won't have any other attacks. That doesn't mean we won't have any more adversity. Why? Because as long as you're on this planet, you're going to have adversity. Are you with me out here? But understand, that's not the end of the story. You say, hear me say again, that's not the end of the story. Why? On the other side of every attack, glory is waiting to be revealed so my future is bright. Somebody say, my future is bright. Come on, I'm expecting good things. I'm expecting what? Good things. Tell your neighbor something good is about to happen to you. Come on, say it again. Say something good is about to happen to you. Why? The spirit of glory is resting upon you. It's what? It's a divine influence, and it's going to cause you. It's going to cause you to experience goodness you never experienced before. So make the determination. That you will stay in faith. The faithful shall abound in the blessings of God. So listen, it's just a matter of staying in faith. Let me say it again. It's just a matter of what? Staying in faith. Go with me to Psalm 67.3. It's just a matter of what? And staying in faith. Come on, are you with me out there? Psalm 67.3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I preach myself happy. Glory to your name, Lord. It says, once again, let the people what? Praise thee, O God. Let all the people what? Praise. 
I thought the Bible was God talking to me. I thought the Bible was God talking to me. So he said, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people, let all the people what? Praise thee. But notice once again, something happens when people praise him. Verse 6, then shall the earth yield. Verse 6, then shall the earth do what? Yield her increase, and God, even our God, shall bless us. Verse 7, God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall what? Fear him. So if you're waiting to see something before you praise him, you may not see anything. Let me say it again. If you're, to see, if you're waiting to see something before you praise him, you may not see anything. But if you're praising him while you're waiting to see something, then increase is on God's agenda for your life. And like we said, the depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. Because some of y'all's praise is not very deep right now. But the depth of your praise, once again, will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. In other words, how great of a breakthrough do you want? How great of a breakthrough do you want? The depth of your praise determines that. And see, it's one thing to do it in church because I'm asking you to. But where it counts the most is when you do it at home. When you don't feel like doing it. And the devil's jumping on you telling you you're wasting your time. Come on, say amen, somebody. But the depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your what? Breakthrough. Amen. Come on, hang with me out here. And he said here, if people will praise me, increase comes. He said, if people will praise me, increase comes. Come on, who needs an increase in their life right now? Come on, who needs increase in their life right now? So I want to encourage you. Don't just do it in church, which is a good place to do it. Because where it really counts is when you go home and you don't have all these cheerleaders in here to help you. You're on your own. Look at Psalms 84, verse 5. 
And sometimes that's a hard, that's why it's so hard for people to praise God in here because they're not praising him at home. In other words, they get into discouragement instead of praising they're discouraged. Instead of praising them, they're, 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 they're disgusted. Come on. Sad. Mad. Disgusted. Psalms 84, 5, it says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are the ways of them who passing through the valley of Baca make it what? A well and rain also fill up the poles. See, the valley of Baca is a valley of tears. It's the valley of sorrow. It's the valley of oppression, folks. He's saying when they go through this place, and everybody does. Somebody say everybody does. Somebody, somebody might be going through it right now. Everybody goes through this place. But it says here, when these people go through, Notice it says, they go through, they're not living there. They go through, they're not living there. They go through, they're not living there. Verse 6 once again says, who passing through the valley of Baca, passing through the valley of tears, passing through the valley of sorrow, passing through the valley of oppression, we're all, what's it? Where's all this coming from? It's coming from those tests and trials. But these people, they go through the valley of tears. They go through the valley of sorrow. Come on, they go through the valley, but guess what? They come, on, on, they come out on the other side stronger than they was when they went in because it says in verse 7, they go from strip to strip. Every one of them in Zion appear before God. They go from what? Strength the strip in verse 7. They go from what? Strength to strength. In other words, they when they go through the valley, they come out stronger on the other side. Somebody say, I'm getting stronger. Come on, say, I'm getting stronger. Now look at verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. And the Lord will give what? Grace and glory. But look at this. No good thing will he withhold for them that walk uprightly. Somebody going to take that. Somebody's going to take that. Come on, somebody's going to take that. But notice the Bible talks about the tests. The Bible talks about the trials. It talks about the valley of Baca, valley of tears and sorrow. But it, the Bible always shows us that if you just stay in faith, folks, keep praising God regardless. Keep praising God regardless. On the other side of that, he will give grace and glory, and no good thing will he withhold from you. That's a good reason to stay in faith, folks. That's a good reason to keep praising him while you're going through this place. Come on, are you with me out here? Come on, you need to give the Lord your best shout right now. 
Come on, that's the best shout. Come on, that's the best shout. Jasmine, that's your best shout. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at Psalms 126.5 quickly. Psalms 126.5 says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Don't ever stop sowing even when you're going through a test of trial or even a financial attack, folks. The worst thing you can do when you're going through a financial attack is stop sowing. Come on, are you with me out here? Because why? You just cut yourself off from the supernatural. So you just keep sowing. You keep praising. And you stay in faith. Why? Because God has laid it all out for you to win. Somebody say, I win. Come on, lift your hands one more time and give the Lord a praise. Come on, bless him one more time. Come on, bless him one more time. Now listen to me closely now. If you need a major breakthrough, I'm talking about something that's got to happen now, soon. If that's you, you need to stand to your feet. You need something happening now. Come on, that's you. You need a major financial breakthrough. And the question is, do you really believe God can do this? Do you really believe God wants to do this? Come on, do you really want, believe that God wants to do this? Do you really believe that God will do this? Hallelujah. Now we talked about spiritual influences, good and bad. We talked about the spirit of poverty. We talked about the spirit of lack. But on the other side, there's a spirit of increase. On the other side, there's a spirit of prosperity. Say this with me. Spirit of increase. I have it. Spirit of favor. I have it. Spirit of glory. Come on. I have it. Spirit of poverty, I don't have it. Now lift your hands before the Lord right now. Come on, lift your hand before the Lord right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, the spirit of lack. Come on, we take authority over you right now. Spirit of poverty, we take authority over you right now. In the name of Jesus. It will have no influence on anyone's life that's in this room tonight or online with us in the name of Jesus. Never ever again. Come on, we decree the spirit of increase, the spirit of favor, the spirit of glory is on us, resting on us, and we're headed, and we're headed. For a major financial breakthrough in the name of Jesus. 
Come on, give the Lord a shout like you believe it so. Come on, give him a shout like you believe. I'm going to experience a major breakthrough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody should feel it. I know this is going to happen. I can see it with the eye of faith. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to tell three people. Tell three people. My days of lack are coming to an end. Three people. Now, if you believe that, give him praise again. Hallelujah. Glory. It's over. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. Come on, lift your hands before the Lord right now.